0: Welcome to Jerusalem Studio Podcast. Join us to discuss the latest updates from Israel and the region.
1: Shalom and welcome to Jerusalem Studio. The biblical prophets of old are long gone from this city and indeed from the entire ancient kingdoms of Judea and Israel. We're left with mere mortals trying to formulate informed analysis in the studio vis-à-vis actions and trends to try and predict at least the general outline of what may await us in 2022. We know that these programs are recorded for posterity, but we will nevertheless venture to offer our best fallible judgment. Joining us in the attempt, our Ambassador Alon Pincas, who is Israel's former Consul General to New York City in the United States, and Chief of Staff to four separate Israeli Foreign Ministers. Thank you for joining us, sir. My pleasure. Also joining us is retired Colonel Dr. Ran Lerman, who is a co-host of TV7 Middle East Review, a Powers in Play co-panelist, Vice President of the Jerusalem Institute for Strategy and Security, and Editor-in-Chief of the Jerusalem Strategic Tribune. Thank you for joining us as well. And our TV7 editor-at-large and host of Watchmen Talk and Powers in Play, Mr. Amir Oren. Amir, happy new year. Very soon around the corner. With that being said, plenty of new challenges, new old challenges, if I may add, just around uh, the other corner. What may we identify as the key topics that we should focus on for 2022?
2: So first of all, uh, season's greetings to you and all, and uh, as usual, uh, we are awaiting the onset of the new year with a mixture of hope and concern. Um, we do hope that nature will not be uh, so cruel to us uh, as it was, uh, and uh, the, the phrase, come hell or high waters, uh, seems more and more germane. Now with with freezing uh, on one hand and then rising temperatures on the other. Um, We hope that uh, COVID-19, which has already been COVID-20 and COVID-21 in the year 2022, uh, will be uh, subdued to in uh, some respects, that we won't see new and deadlier variants. But on the strategic uh, scene, we are probably uh, going to see what is happening in Washington as the uh, main event. As we are approaching the midterm elections in November, as uh, the uh, uh, new plans of former President Trump are going to be unveiled, Is he going to run in 2024? Uh, Is he still going to rule the Republican Party? Uh, What are the um, uh, actual fortunes of President Biden? Uh, Because uh, according to uh, some analysis, Americans do agree with Biden's policies more than they like Him personally, uh, his uh, own uh, performance, and this will probably overshadow whatever policies the Biden administration comes up with here in the Middle East vis-à-vis Iran, in the uh, Far East vis-à-vis China, China, China-Taiwan, and then Russia-Ukraine. This will probably be the major story of 2022.
1: Indeed, the aspirations, however, of Xi Jinping and Vladimir Putin are well known. Next to that, however, we have the continent of Europe. Angela Merkel has left office, a new leader in Germany who is not going necessarily to fill her shoes as the leader of Europe. There is discussion of Emmanuel Macron trying to uh, pick up that position in cooperation with Italy. Which may also venture some challenge on the European front, because uh, without, uh, as uh, the the late Prime Minister of Great Britain, uh, Winston Churchill, once said, without a united front of Germany and France, Europe cannot have a future together. Is this something that Israel is taking into account? How are we strategizing our way forward for this upcoming year, Dr. Lerman?
0: Well, uh, of course, the br- most dramatic adjustment in Europe was, of course, trying to function with Britain now finally and decisively out, uh, which has uh, provided some maneuverability, some some uh, open play between the, the predo- potentially predominant players. Germany is the most powerful economic power. Um, France is the remaining um, nuclear superpower in the European structure. Uh, So the game is is, uh, now uh, opening up, but uh, equally significant in the wake of the summit of the democracies in December uh, 21 will be the ability of the Biden administration to move forward on consolidating a partnership of the democracies, including uh, a rebuilding of a bridge over the Atlantic. I think Israel is making an adjustment in the sense that uh, previous Israeli governments treated uh, Europe from time to time as the lost continent. But it is not lost. It is a very important uh, uh, market for Israeli uh, products. It is a potentially important partner. France is moving in, has been moving in for some time now. As a player in the eastern Mediterranean, working with Greece and Cyprus, our strategic partners there was a the tripartite summit in israel in uh, again in in december and israel is moving ahead uh, forging ties economic military strategic uh, with the eastern mediterranean this uh, gives france uh, a, a much more significant role in our calculations than it ever had since the 1950s
1: indeed ambassador pinkas looking at France specifically uh, As a veteran diplomat yourself uh, the foreign ministry always identifies the various countries from the bottom on the towards Israel on the uh, frustrations if you will within international fora, France has always not really been a a friendly nation from that aspect now with uh, a seeming eagerness to to bolster relations uh, between Paris and Jerusalem also because of the East Med Forum that sees France more involved with Greece and Italy and, and other countries and in the against Mediterranean.
3: Who, against who is this?
1: Vis-a-vis. We all know. Who that, that's, that's, is. that's the thing.
3: A northern nation. Okay. it's It all sounds good, Jonathan, but but um, the French at some point will ask for a role to play in the Israeli-Palestinian issue. And if Israel is reluctant to have an Israeli-Palestinian issue, or if the Palestinians indeed are reluctant, um, then Fran ha- France has no role, then this is... Uh, um, you know we're wasting our time. Um, I, I happen to think that that although 65 percent of Israel's uh, um, trade balance is with Europe or exports are into Europe, um, in in the in the end, in the very end, um, we will still look at Europe as a lost continent. Um, Israel is still looking at the U.S. Perhaps uh, um, we haven't made the the correct adjustments. To how the US is shifting away from the Middle East or, or disassociating, disengaging from the Middle East. But I fail to see, back to your original question, I fail to see an Israeli French uh, 1950s or early 60s style um, um, alliance
0: emerging. And well, I I beg to differ for a simple reason. Uh, the key European players are very France more than anyone of them are very attuned to the positions of their trade partners in the Gulf, and investors, trade partners. uh, And here the Israeli-UAE alliance, which seems to be consolidated as uh, the new year comes in, um, is a a, a, a significant contribution.
1: Indeed, would you like to respond to that part?
0: No, I I don't think there's a
3: contradiction between uh, um, what Uh, Iran said and and I said I I I definitely see uh, um, Israel and France continuing a good economic relationship and and with France's regional uh, um, Outreach having to do with Israel's improving relations with the UAE, etc I don't see how that fits into the Israeli Turkish relationship both France and Turkey being uh, part of NATO I do however looking forward uh, uh, to 2022 I could and I know I'm putting this in, in parentheses, I can't see a relative, even a limited warming of relations between Israel and Turkey. Post Erdogan, most preferably, not necessarily. Um, but I, I don't, you know, the, there's no questions, question that with the UK out of the European Union, with Germany having its own inhibitions and, and, and reservations about expanding its foreign policy role, with Italy being in political tur- turmoil as it has been since 1945 and by <laughs> definition and by nature, and that's fine. Um, yes, France is Israel's, uh, uh, you know, a uh, uh, go-to European power. I, I still maintain that I, I don't see anything expanding beyond the current situation.
2: It's, it's, but it's also personal. Uh, Germany can be counted on, uh, no matter uh, who the chancellor is, right. um, uh, to do Israel's bidding, mostly. But on the personal level, it helps Macron that Britain is out of the picture and that Merkel is no longer vying uh, with him and probably overshadowing him uh, for leadership of Euro. Because if Macron is to be re-elected, he will be... Uh, of uh, greater stature than any other uh, obviously West European uh, leader, perhaps all European leaders. He has ambitions regarding Lebanon, which is important for Israel, and we may see other developments uh, Libya um, Obviously Egypt is a very important partner of Israel's and uh, it has excellent relations uh, with France, so uh, there's promise there.
1: With that being said, of course, The 65% are significant from the European part, but Israel is seemingly pivoting eastward as well. The UAE, India, which is a significant partner, not, of course, uh, forgetting the United States, communicating about a uh, quad meeting between February or March, we're not certain yet, with regard to uh, bolstering economic relations, infrastructure, and so on. Is India the next stage for... Deepening relations even further from what they are today? Well, one is tempted to
2: say that there is a modicum of that. <laughs> but uh, uh, even regardless of, of the identity of, of whether um, Modi is prime minister or not, yes, Israeli exports mostly to India have risen uh, steadily. But there is a vulnerability there because most exports come from the defense sector. And um, this is, this is uh, not uh, a steady industry that one can bank on because it depends on the whims of what is happening um, in the subcontinent in this regard or in the Gulf. So uh, the more Israel, uh, Israel's economy is dependent on defense, cyber, high-tech startups, the more um, it has promise, but also risk.
0: Well, the, I think if there's one thing we can look down towards uh, the, the horizon extending ahead of us in Asia, it is that uh, the rise of uh, India as the key to whether or not China can be balanced, or if you want to use that term, contained. Uh, in the context of, uh, of a broader strategic balance in Asia. The, uh, the combination of the Eastern Quad, perhaps a Western Quad, that's an, an Indian uh, idea, not an Israeli idea, which is fascinating. No, nobody ever came to us with such a suggestion in conjunction with a nation of uh, 1.3 uh, billion inhabitants uh, that looks upon us as a, uh, as a partner of, of equal standing. So, uh, India, Israel, United Arab Emirates, with its uh, disproportionate uh, economic clout, and the United States as a distant anchor—that's that's that's an idea for 2022 that could make a difference.
3: Mr. Pincus, well, you know, uh, we could look at everything from 40,000 feet or even farther than that, um, and talk about India and China and. Daily political life in this region, and in, th- in this country, uh, um, will be determined by will there or will there not be some kind of arrangement with the Palestinians. Uh, I'm not talking necessarily about a two-state solution, and I'm not talking about a confederation, and I'm not talking about the status quo. I- I'm not talking about a solution at all. I'm talking about some kind of an accommodation or arrangement. We could We could discuss our... Uh, improving relations with India on the east or France in the west or the U.S., uh, uh, which remains the central pillar of Israeli national Are you referring
2: to the Palestinian Authority, to Gaza under Hamas, or both?
3: Both, both, both. both. There has to be some kind of a... uh, And again, I'm not not going into the uh, um, um, preferred solution. I I don't even have one. Um, I know what doesn't work. I, I still don't know what may work. Uh, but you know, we 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 tend to forget that little thing uh, called demographics. Between the Jordan River on the east and the Mediterranean on the west, there's essentially a demographic equilibrium. And and if it becomes one geopolitical unit, it doesn't matter what the political uh, um, or the bureaucratic uh, machinations are. Um, we're doomed. And relations with India with all due respect, or uh, uh, exporting to uh, France with all due respect, are not the solution to this. So no, let's not forget that.
0: No, it works the other way around, if I may say so. Uh, the Palestinian leadership for a long period of time, and, and uh, uh, re- uh, uh, so a few months ago, uh, uh, Hussein Ara and uh, Ahmed Khalidi wrote a very sharp piece about this, has cast its uh, hopes on an international coercion of Israel. Now, this new relationship with Europe and Eastern Mediterranean, the um, understanding with the Biden administration, uh, and the emerging role of Israel in the Indo-Pacific equation, etc., all of these make this Palestinian strategy irrelevant. If the Palestinians uh, opt for a different strategy, that accepts the possibility of an unpleasant compromise with Israel down the road, not international coercion, uh, that could change everything. But I'm not quite sure that 2022 is the year in which this would le- be. Down in the road, maybe. But it's, uh, I'm not sure that Abbas has it in him to make Mahmoud Abbas. Uh, Mahmoud Abbas. But let, let me
2: add uh, another factor. Uh, the whole uh, dilemma of what is a Jewish democratic state or Jewish and democratic and what will happen once demography has a tipping point where there are more non-Jews than Jews in Israel. We have seen over the last year that this is not so simplistic, that the Arab members of Knesset are split. One group headed by another Abbas, Mansur Abbas, went with the current coalition. The other one stayed outside.
1: The, uh, spectre, the other two. You yes, cannot that, that's put true. That, well, Islamists or nationalists yes, they, with communists in the same No, group. but
2: one, one of uh, the uh, two uh, calls itself united, the other joint. Of course they split uh, <laughs> as, as most movements which call themselves united or unified uh, do. But um, the specter of all the Arabs in Israel converging against all the Jews in the political sphere is not realistic apparently there are parties there are movements there will be coalitions no and there's
0: nobody in israel that fantasizes about retrieving i mean not even the far right retrieving gaza the west bank may there may be uh, even that i don't think anyone really World. thinks of investing area c and re- but, no really i'm sorry re- Jonathan, but, but there is a
2: sore point here the 300,000 Palestinians in East Jerusalem who are Israeli residents who, and who have not. Are entitled to suggest. They have chosen not to vote in the municipal elections. They could, of course, tilt the election to a candidate of their choice. But for their national uh, reasons, they have chosen not to. What if there comes a Palestinian leader who calls on them to do that?
0: Well, probably not in 2022.
1: OK and not in the year that follows that one. But let's uh, move to the next topic. At hand, uh, of course, 2021 was filled with rhetoric coming out of Tehran, coming out of Jerusalem, this city, uh, with regard to a potential confrontation. While diplomacy in Vienna is precarious at most, where are we heading at this stage? Are we looking to toward greener pastures, uh, potentially, in 2022? In or are we going now to uh, have, once again, a year filled with various uh, statements coming out from both sides? And, and, of course, putting this uh, factor of Mabam in Hebrew, the, the war between, between wars, them. or campaign between wars... Uh, Is this going to continue up ahead, Mr.
2: Owen? Well, when you say greener pastures, you don't mean green as the color of Islam, uh, hopefully, because that would mean greener postures rather than uh, greener uh, pastures. Uh, My bet, and again, uh, I hope just like in Mission Impossible that the tape will destroy itself uh, if the prediction uh, turns out not to be so accurate, is that there is going to be a revived JCPOA. some sort of arrangement between Iran, the United States, and the other parties to the old 2015 agreement, and a de-escalation, at least on the nuclear file. What happens with Iran's malignant activities, malign activities, uh, its militancy, there we may see a clash, or at least a demo, a demonstration of an Israeli attack on some minor Iranian facility. Ambassador Pinkos?
3: Um, look, I don't know what will happen, what will we'll transpire in, in Vienna. Obviously, Israel is better off with an agreement, one which it will oppose vociferously and one which it will uh, resist. Uh, but but the absence of an agreement poses a much greater challenge uh, because of Iran's already existing nuclear threshold status on, on the spectrum of what constitutes nuclear mm-hmm. threshold. Um, We have been, uh, unfortunately, accustomed in the last 10 years under Mr. Netanyahu to think only of the nuclear issue, to think that this is 1938 all over again, that Iran is Nazi Germany, parenthetically, and that he's Winston Churchill. Mm. Uh, and, And, okay, it was all about the nuclear thing. But Iran's regional, geopolitical, hegemonic ambitions, its use of proxies, Hamas in Gaza, primarily Hezbollah in Lebanon and the Houthis in Yemen as well as Syria militias in Syria and in Iraq has has presented Israel and other countries but talking as an Israeli uh, far more challenging uh, uh, um, Problems than than a would-be nuclear uh, military nuclear device Which I'm not belittling and I'm not diminishing the importance of that that's and and of course they're connected and of course under the auspices of a, a one serves the other one serves fine Absolutely, but for analytical purposes the the campaign that we will uh, uh, Have to cope with or manage in the next few in, the, in 2022 forget few years next year will be the non-nuclear issue and Iran is, is feeling emboldened and empowered by virtue of uh, two things. A, a strategic partnership they signed with China, the details of which are vague, but nonetheless, it emboldens them. Supposedly, it's worth $25 billion over, uh, $400 billion, I'm sorry, over 25 years. And if indeed Amir is correct, then there will be some JCPOA or modified or some version, many sanctions will be lifted, um, and that will uh, enable Iran to feel free to uh, roam the alleys, the streets, and the uh, uh, cesspools
2: of the Middle East. No, not really, because in Syria, for instance, we may see a condominium by Russia and Israel. Because if the common interests... Of in Syria, of, fine. Of, fine. In Syria, okay. uh, in, including some form of ejecting the Iranians and their proxies. Fine, what about be, Lebanon? Because Because Bashar... Assad apparently survives um, courtesy of the Russians and courtesy of the Israelis who find it better not uh, to have a fight with the Russians over Assad and they don't want to see uh, Syria disintegrate. I'd like to ask uh,
0: I have Dr. Lehmann I'm much more pessimistic about the possibility of an agreement. The Iranians uh, have come to feel, maybe after Afghanistan, maybe that's the way they read uh, the the Biden administration, that they uh, have the upper hand. Their conduct in Vienna has been very arrogant. And ultimately, what awaits down the road, even if there's an agreement on the two existing uh, draft documents, will be the Iranian demand for an American guarantee. Yes, And no American president in the foreseeable future can do this without. Uh, Require uh, without uh, going to ratification in the Senate and the likelihood that one-third of the Senate Republicans will vote with Biden on on a ratified treaty is uh, uh,
3: I'm not sure you're right about this He does not need to submit this uh, uh, to the Senate because it's not a bilateral agreement What Obama did he chose as a gesture of political goodwill to to Submitted well, to yes he to submit it. No, no, there wasn't was a and legislation. And that, No, no, no. You're 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 we're talking about two different things, you and I. What what the president cannot guarantee are two things that sanctions will not be lifted again, will not be imposed again. Exactly. Okay, number Step one, back. number two, number two, removing twelve hundred sanctions that have been imposed since May 2018 by force of anti-terror laws rather than right. executive order. That means you have to go through to Congress. Congress. It's not ratification, it's just cha- Yeah, that, but, but, that, that, but the
0: Iranians are asking for something that looks like a ratified treaty.
3: If they're asking for it, it means that they don't want an agreement. An agreement. Well, exactly.
0: gentlemen,
1: we're, we're drawing near to the end of the program, and I'd like to have a very short uh, projection for the near future. What is the thing that all of us should focus on for 2022? Ambassador Pincus, we'll start with you. <sighs> the World
0: Cup.
3: Mm. <laughs> you asked a fair question. In Qatar, of all places. In Qatar, of all places. That's the only thing I'm looking forward to. Dr. Well, uh,
0: I think we all need to remain focused on the Iranian portfolio. Uh, China lurks big down the road, but the decisive moment, defining moment for the Biden administration will come this year, and it will come over Iran. Mr. Owen. Because of uh, what
2: we talked about earlier, uh, Biden's uh, political predicament. Um, He's not getting uh, any anger, and none of us uh, do, but uh, uh, in his case, it shows. I thought you were. Yes, um, after spending so much time under the lights here. Yes, it uh, looks like that. So if we combine that with Iran, the upshot uh, is that we are going uh, to get not a JCPOA, but the JCPOB, B for Biden. He will try to get something in order to show a foreign policy success, which may project some strength for his uh, domestic position. So the other options to diplomacy
1: is some more diplomacy?
2: Diplomacy, politics, of course. He has... uh, Uh, No urge to get into another forever war
1: indeed. Well, unfortunately, this is all the time that we have for today However, we will uh, of course continue to follow closely and monitor the situation uh, vis-a-vis Iran and other Aspects related to Israel with that being said, I'd like to thank uh, Ambassador Pinkas Dr. Lerman and mr. Oren for being part of today's panel and once again uh, wish you a happy new year up ahead And thank you for all of you as well for joining today's program. Happy New Year. And we will see you again for yet another episode of TV7 Jerusalem Studio in 2022 very soon. Shalom.
0: Thank you for joining us in another Jerusalem Studio podcast. For more content on Israel and its region, we invite you to visit our website at tv7israelnews.com and follow us on social media.